Hey everyone, I'm Preston Lee. And I'm Clay Mosley. And this is Freelance to Founder. Every week, we sit down with freelancers like you for actionable coaching calls with one mission. To help you ditch the feast-famine lifestyle and build your own sustainable business. At one point, we were both brand new freelancers, barely making ends meet. But by now, we've started, grown, and even sold a few businesses of our own. And we want to help you do the same. If you're ready to go from freelance to founder, then join the army of freelancers who are taking matters into their own hands. Visit freelancetofounder.com to apply for your own on-air coaching call. And now, get ready to take some notes because an all-new episode of Freelance to Founder starts right now. On today's show, we chat with Mateo, who's calling in from Mexico. Mateo has been working hard as a freelancer and making pretty great money at it too. But even with all his success, Mateo still feels like he's just trading his hourly work for a paycheck. He's ready to build a business that makes money beyond himself. But being ready and actually feeling motivated and accountable are two very different things. So Clay and I helped Mateo break down a few ways he can stay motivated to get important tasks done and stay accountable to the vision of his future. We'll get started right after this quick message from our sponsors. Whether you want to travel more or communicate better with international clients, you need to try Babbel. I've used Babbel's courses and you can do the same in order to learn real life conversation skills in a different language, order food, ask for directions, or speak to clients without having to use translation apps. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription. This is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash freelance. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash freelance, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash freelance. Rules restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Freelance to Founder. I'm joined, as always, uh, by my good friend Clay Mosley from GetDripify.com. Hey, Clay, how you doing? Good, man. How you doing? Good. It feels like it's been a while since we've talked. Uh, you know, sometimes we batch these together, and so I'm excited to whew, finally get back on the phone today. Uh, also joining us on this call is my friend Mateo. Hi, Mateo. Welcome to the show. Hi, Preston. Thank you. Yeah, so it's excited to, to have here. you. Awesome. Yeah, and me too. M- Mateo is uh, calling in from Mexico uh, today. And uh, Mateo's actually done, you've done some freelance work uh, with me. So I'm familiar with your work and I know you a little bit. Uh, I'm excited to get to know you better today and to introduce you to Clay as well. You know, we've been talking before I hit record. I think this is just going to be a really fun call. So let's not belabor it. Uh, let's let's get into the, the meat of this Let's get to the good stuff here for the listeners. Mateo, tell us a little bit about your business, what you're working on, who your clients are. Just give us a quick rundown of what you do. Okay, thank you. Um, well, I think this is going to be good, especially for international listeners. Because um, I, I started as a virtual assistant, uh, which is, uh, you know, I started on Upwork, making three per hour, stuff like that. And, you know, just starting get, getting a good reputation, getting more. Freelance work. Right now, I work as an operations and systems uh, freelancer. I work with a company company called SocialGrowthEngine.com. Um, I'm an operations manager there, and I um, I work basically full time. Um, and I also freelance with um, a podcasting agency that is based out, out of Atlanta, which is Legacy Podcasting. Which is uh, I work, I would say, part time with them, and it's it's you know it's getting fun. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm also doing, like you said, some extra work, doing articles, uh, writing in blogs, stuff like that. 
Okay, cool. So I didn't know. So your primary freelance work is actually like in operations. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I started more like in digital marketing, social media, but this is a social media agency, so I kind of use the, the technical oh, skills I, I have and also the administrative stuff. Okay, so like, what do you do on a daily basis on, on most of your freelance work? What, what kind of stuff are you tackling? Um, I started as a customer service agent there, but, uh, you know, I kind of, like, I, I guess the owner of the agency, so I had this uh, people management skill, so basically... Help the people, uh, help the team get organized, and also, you know, function as a project manager. So everything gets done from customer service, uh, content marketing, um, organic outreach, uh, a lot of stuff. What What is the just for context? What does the the company do? Um, it, it's focused on social media growth. So they have different uh, services, but uh, mainly is you know helping people grow their Instagram followers. TikTok, Twitter followers, stuff like that. Gotcha. Okay. I actually love this because, you know, we quite frequently talk to designers, writers, artists, creators, marketers, developers, uh, and, and like they're really good at that. They're really good at their craft, you know, but they have a hard time wrapping their brain around how business works and how operations works and stuff. Like you have a, a leg up because you are good at that and you do that already. So like, this is gonna, I think going to be a really fun conversation because, you know, we don't have to start off by saying like, okay, have you ever hired someone or have you ever worked on a team or have you ever run a team? Or like you, you kind of already understand a lot of the nuance of that. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, I, I also don't know that we've spoken with a freelancer who does like operations and uh, processes yeah. and things like that for their freelance work. So this is super cool. Very unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I also think it's, um, you know, sometimes the challenge is more like in the mindset because being an operations manager is more like you basically run the company to some extent. Yeah. But it's very difficult to actually translate that to your own business, which is right. uh, why I'm here, right? Well, and I'm curious, why don't you unwrap that for us a little bit? Why do you find it difficult to translate what you do you know, in terms of operations and procedures as a freelancer, why is that difficult to translate over to a business of your own? Is it because someone else comes up with the processes and you just implement them? Or what What are you seeing as the the trouble in translating that over? Oh, I, I probably think it's, it's a matter of time. Uh, you know, I'm right now finishing my bachelor's degree. Um, I also married and I have two kids. Uh, you know, with uh, a lot of Freelance work going on, a lot of people coming and asking me for uh, for help. You know, it's very difficult to say no sometimes, and I just uh, get a lot a lot of things to do. And you know, is this is this kind of fallacy of people? For example, when they say like invest, pay yourself first. So in this case, it will be invest in yourself first. But sometimes it's very hard to actually do it, even though you know you should, you know, f- f- be creating mm. something for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things that, uh, <laughs> you know, it's so funny. I went to a business mastermind this past weekend and I, it, <laughs> I, I'm kind of going through the same thing. I think everybody goes through this where it's like, you want to go this direction, but people inquired, you know, with you and the money's there. It's very difficult to say no, even though it's going in the, the other direction of what you want to, where you want to go. 
And so, like, I had a pretty rude awakening this weekend just for me. And I and I and I'm in a room with like 15 high level people, and and they were like, "Well, what what do you want to what do you want uh, Dripify to be?" And I was like, "Okay, I want it to be this." And they go, "Well, you're but you're doing this, this, and this." And I was like, "Oh my gosh, you're right. Like I'm going the wrong direction." And so uh, it, it goes back to like you said, it's very difficult to say no. And so like now I'm in in a mindset of saying no to people of things that you know services or or products that I'm selling where I that's not the right direction. So I think it's very. I'm, I'm just bringing this up because I think it's very true for everybody at some point. And I, I agree with you, Clay. And I think it's also true for, for everyone who's busy, which is like everyone, right? Like uh, you're, you're so busy working on the stuff that you've already, let's say when, let's say you didn't have much of a direction or a vision or an idea, which most of us don't when we start out, like we're kind of just like, oh, I don't know, can we make some money doing something we like to do? And, um, and then, you know, after a while you have a couple clients and you have a few projects and then that leads to more referrals. And before you know it, like you're working on projects and you're just, and then on top of it, like Mateo, you say you have a family and it, it's just, there, there starts to be so much happening that it's like, instead of having downtime to pause and think, what is the vision for this business? Where do I want it to actually end up? You just kind of go through the day, the day-to-day stuff, getting stuff done. I do that all the time. And then I have to stop and realize like I need to hire someone to help me with this or I I need to say no to stuff like you're saying Clay because there's literally no spare time to to think about or or strategize about the future of this company and that's that's a dangerous place to be. Yeah, and and you know thinking about what you say it's more like everyone has this kind of uh fallacies in their life and sometimes it's just you know Talking to someone, you kind of realize. Like I, probably a couple months ago, I got in, got in touch with a productivity guru, which uh, I won't mention his name right now. But uh, I was talking to him and explaining him like I want to scale this, this, and you know, when I put uh, what I had like my load uh, and I exposed it to him, I, I felt stupid because you know I I was like probably what classes I was, you know, seeing my. My issues right in front of me, and they were very simple. And, and you know, the guy actually was like, "Hey, Mateo, like, you know, this is in the book, this is in the course." So he didn't say it like that, but he probably wants to say like, "Hey, don't waste my time," because yeah, sometimes it's just uh, more of us realizing and working through things. And I really pinned the note, like, you know, get started. Uh, and I know I'm gonna get there, but it's just a matter of you know, getting more organized, getting more motiv- getting motivated and focused. Because, you know, it's like right now I have my main job and also a side hustle, which is something I didn't have in the past, you know. So I I got motivated and I find a way to land another um, heavy client. And um, so um, I have a side hustle right now. Uh, to some extent. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I, I think that's, I you know, <clears throat> you said a, uh, <laughs> there's a phrase that you said. You said uh, you felt stupid. <laughs> um Whenever he's giving you advice and like giving you some, I guess, some coaching. Um, I think this is actually a sign that he's actually good. I think this is good for any of the listeners. Like if you hire a, a coach of any sort or you go to, in my case, a mastermind 
And I think the better word is uncomfortable, not stupid. Um, because I think that's a sign of, okay, you're in the right place or you're actually working with the right person. Because if you're feeling uncomfortable, then that means, okay, that means you're, you're actually growing or going in the yeah. right direction. You're like being, you're being challenged. You're outside your comfort zone. Yep. Yeah. I felt, I, agree. I felt hella uncomfortable in this mastermind. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. and in, in, my, in my head, I was like, okay, this is, you know, I, I actually, in a, at the time, in real time, <laughs> when I was feeling uncomfortable, I was like, I should not have come to this. <laughs> and, but then afterwards, I was like, okay, it's really good that I came to this. <laughs> yeah. So that's those, good. That's good. Those aha moments can be like painful and amazing at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, the people I love chatting with the most, like, like Clay, I would put you on this list. I have a handful of friends who like when we talk business, it's like instead of just, well, let me start this way. I have a handful of friends that when I tell them about my business, they're just like, oh, wow, you're doing such cool things and da, da, and it's like praise, praise, happy, happy, which feels good in the moment. But like later, you're like, that was useless, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, it was kind. I'm, I'm all for kindness. Don't get me wrong. But like, it, you know, in terms of like growing my business or, or improving myself, like there's, you know, it, there's not much value there. But but then I have some friends who like I, I can trust them that out of out of like love and caring, Instead, they're like, dude, why are you wasting your time on that? Or, or like, why, why are you spending your time doing that thing? That's not what you want to, to do. That's not why you got into this or, or whatever. They'll be like straight honest uh, with me about it. And I think those are the kinds of relationships that can really make a positive impact in your business and really like in, in other ways that you want to improve in your life too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so kudos to you, Mateo, for, yeah, for sure. pro- productivity. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, thank you. It's, uh, you know... Something that uh, this coach actually told me is like, you know, half of my clients, what I do for them is, you know, just listen to them. They expose uh, their issues and then, you know, the solution is right in front of them. So, yeah, basically for um, for the scaling part, I've been, uh, you know, in the in the agency, I have developed a couple of products, you know, and I'm not getting any uh, commissions or anything. And then in this second agency I'm working with, you know, the owner kind of started to, uh, you know, um, ask me to help him with uh, product development. So I'm like, man, I can't develop my own products. I'm I'm really at that stage and I should be, you know, but it's sometimes, like you said, uh, Clay, it's very hard to say no because some things just give you money right now and some others, you know, won't give you, won't give it to you right now or, or will, you know, take more time to pay off. Yeah, it's super hard. I mean, like even even after that mastermind, I had I had somebody uh, somebody approach me that also attended the mastermind. Um, that so they they witnessed this entire uncomfortableness <laughs> oh, no. with me, right? And and <laughs> they came up to me afterwards and said, "Hey, I know you're going to go this other direction, but can you can I hire you to do this thing that you're currently doing now?" Uh, here's the some thing money. that everyone said you should yeah. stop doing. <laughs> and I'm like, bro, like, did you not just <laughs> listen to anything that was said in there? Like, no, I can't. Like, it was really tough for me because he was just like, here's a lot of money. And I'm like, um, no, I can't take it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah. It's super hard to say no. Uh, money, money definitely influences. And I feel like that could almost be a whole episode in itself, like talking about 
Because I think there are ways to say no, but still like leverage some benefit out of it. Like you could, you could hire more people and and like branch off a part of the business that kind of runs on itself if you're getting a, you know a flow of new clients. Or you could find a referral partner who like gives you a referral fee for everyone you send their way or something like. There's ways to do that, but I think the real moral of the story is like, yeah, you gotta you gotta know where you're headed, and then you gotta act like you're headed that way. And maybe that's a good segue into talking about. Mateo, your rating on the freelance to founder scale, you know, listeners of the show know that we have this scale that we use every episode where if you come on the show like Mateo is on today, which by the way, you can you can come on the show and get a coaching call like Mateo is getting today, chat with Clay and me uh, about your freelance business or your agency. We'd love to chat with you. You just visit freelance2founder.com. There's a little yellow microphone in the corner and it takes you to uh, a section of the page where you just fill out a questionnaire and pick a time. And we'd love to chat with you for 30 or 45 minutes about your business. There's no upsell. We're not like trying to, you know, get you into a, uh, anything really. Uh, we're just, we just want to chat with you about your business on the podcast. And, um, and so Mateo did that. He filled out the questionnaire and he put that on a scale of one to 10, one being freelancer, 10 being founder. Mateo, you put that you're currently at a two, that you're a, a freelancer primarily but that in the next 6 or 12 months you'd like to be at a 10 which is like a huge leap i feel like from almost entirely freelancing to running your own business entirely so walk us through maybe what a 10 would look like to you in the next 6 or 12 months like what's what's the ideal scenario if you could just snap your fingers and in 12 months you're where you want to be what would that look like uh well basically it would be having you know Right, right now, my freelance business, it looks more like a self-employment. If I'm working per the hour or, you know, uh, on a fixed project anyway, I just get paid uh, for what I do for my time. So how many hours would I really have? Yeah. And then I have had this experience in the past where I have, uh, you know, uh, hired some people to help me, some virtual assistants. Um and, you know, I have made good money with it, you know, because, um, you know, hel- uh, someone's helping me. Um, it sounds kind of greedy, but I'm getting a good part of the money. He's getting his salary and, you know, things are going, starting to grow. But, you know, it it's kind of the same uh, cycle. You know, I get more freelance work. I can't focus on, you know, getting more clients, uh, getting the business more professional, setting up a website. So, you know, the, this client, for example, cancels and, um, you know, I let the freelance uh, go. So it's more like I really, really feel um, I already been uh, from one to five at some point, but I want to do it well and start actually, you know, growing a, a business which can work with or without me. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane, effective home workout. That's because Hydro 
pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's gonna wanna take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs, and did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, I like that. That's a really good way to put it. Like, I love what you said about trading your hours for money. Like, that is a definite distinction between being a freelancer or being self-employed versus actually running your own company where your company would continue to make money, whether you put in 40 hours this week or 80 hours this week or 10 hours this week. Uh, does your company continue to make fairly regular and steady income? So I love that. I, I have a question about like this 12-month vision, I guess. Would... would in that vision of your your perfect 10, would your current clients be included in that? Like the people that you're free, freelancing for full-time uh, or even part-time, are they included in that vision or is that, are they, have you left them behind? Uh, no, um, I'm thinking on starting something different from scratch because the other type of work I do is very specific. So it would be hard to find someone that would, would actually, you know, replace me. Yeah, I'm thinking of you know I already have some ideas in the pipeline, and some and probably that's something that's slowing me because you know I have this you know grow your personal brand, some info product business, or some other social media services, which I kind of done in for the last five years. So I'm I think I feel I'm ready to start scaling as as a business, but you know it's more like I need to act than I than I really need to think more about it. Mm, yeah. Okay, so I guess, I mean, needing to act, you're kind of hinting at it. What are, what are maybe some of the biggest hurdles you're facing? How can, I, how can Clay and I help you uh, overcome some of the big hurdles you're facing on, in getting to a 10 in the next 12 months? I mean, it's a huge, huge vision, but I love it. Um, how can we help? Mm, so I would really like to ask you if you feel... Because, you know, sometimes I've, I've seen these accountability groups. You know, there are several tools to help you actually do things. But, uh, you know, I just don't, for example, I just don't feel comfortable about sharing my ideas with other people. You know, it's not like they're going to make a ton of money out of them. But, you know, it's something I feel um, 
it's kind of private. I also think about partnerships, but I am also very... I, I listened to one of your episodes. I'm, I'm probably a control freak, so it's very difficult for me to partner with other people. So yeah, basically those are the things that are slowing me down. Actually, finding a way for me to get things done. Because, you know, I can set up, a, set up a spreadsheet or an app to just give me tasks and put a, a due date or deadline. But, you know, that doesn't warranty I'm going to get them done. Mm. What do you see? It's, you know, the main, what gets people going in that aspect. Yeah, so this is a motivation issue. This is like, you know you want to do it. You know it needs to happen. How do you get motivated? Maybe when you're tired after being with your family or, or working this full-time freelance gig. How do you how do you stay motivated? I don't know, Clay. What's what's your take? Do you have any tips on motivation or getting stuff done uh, to move your business forward? You know that that's that, that's a that's a tough question because I think everyone has their own way of of being productive and getting stuff done. Um, yeah, I think it's a couple of things. Um, so for me, it's it's knowing where you want to go, right? And as corny as this sounds, and this is not my area, but like having a daily reminder of, okay, here's the destination of where you want to go. Because everybody needs to have a destination um, and knowing why you're doing mm-hmm. what you're doing. Because if you don't know why, um, and and I hate the phrase like, know your why. Like, I hate that, but it, it's true. Um, but it's knowing your purpose, knowing why you're doing what you're doing. Because if you don't know that, then how do you know what you're doing is gonna is worth doing, right? Like I know exactly where I want to go with my company. And so I, I remind myself daily, okay, this is why I'm doing this. It's almost like saying, hey, um, you need to go on a road trip somewhere and you need to drive. And it's very difficult to know to get anywhere if you don't know what the destination is. And so you need to know. So first of all, you need to know what that is. Like, um, what do you want to accomplish with it? And second of all, again, I'm just going to say like it, something that really helps is because everybody in business has those tasks that you just hate doing. And if you hate doing them, then it's going to vary. It's like the motivation is just going to like, it's going to take a, take a deep dive. So that goes, that, that goes back to what I was saying. Like only do the things that produce revenue. Because I don't know about you, but I get mo- more motivated whenever I make money, right? Um, and, and whether or not that that's your motivation, let's just say your motivation is, well, I want more time with my family. Well, guess, what, guess how that's going to happen? You make more money. Um, and so if you only do the the tasks that produce revenue and you outsource everything else, literally everything, like for example, like I outsource, and I'm not talking about just for business, like for business, it could be accounting, it could be operations. Like for me, I have somebody else we mentioned earlier, someone else manages my email, someone on my team. I have an assistant that manages my email. Like I, that's not revenue producing for me. So I outsource it. Um, and then for even for personal life, I don't mow my own yard. Like that's not revenue producing. Um, I, in fact, my wife and I are about to hire a house manager. And so where they're just going to take care of like random house things. And so uh, that's my golden rule with how, what, what you spend your time on and how you be motivated. 
don't know, hopefully that helps. Thank you so much. It actually helps a lot because, you know, it's not like I, I know why I want to have a real company and not a self-employment uh, type of business. But, you know, it's, some, it's, it's just that sometimes I'm so, you know, I don't have more energy after work, school, and family to actually, even though I have a clear idea, even though I have the, um, the mindset, and even though I'm sure I'm going to get there, right now it seems impossible. But, you know, now that you mentioned it, I'm actually doing a lot of stuff that I shouldn't be doing. And sometimes it's, um, you know, uh, it's just part of a culture, perhaps. Because, you know, sometimes I even wash my own car, which, you know, in Mexico, that would cost you like even 350 pay someone to wash your car, stuff like that. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely those are tasks that uh, doesn't seem to be adding up to the, to the burnout. But, you know, they're there and they're, you know, probably I should make a list of things that I should start, be, uh, start outsourcing right now or paying someone else to do them. Or, or skipping altogether, like could, you know, in the, in the example of washing your car, could you wash your car every three months instead of every month, right? If, like, if you don't have the cash flow right now, maybe you do, maybe you don't. Listeners may or may not. Like, there are other ways to cut things out than by hiring someone. I think hiring someone is a great option for people who don't feel like they can hire a house manager or something like that. Like, there's obviously other options, right? You could downsize your house. If you feel like you're constantly cleaning your house, taking care of it, you could downsize, pick a simpler home. You could, um, I don't know, like there, you could, you could just, you could deal with having some dust and some, and, and a bit of a mess, you know, instead of cleaning every weekend, you could clean every other weekend and then take all that extra time and put it into, put that energy and time into uh, growing your business. Like, I think it's just, I think it's a matter of like trade-off. What, what do you, what are you willing to give up? Maybe your car being always perfectly clean or your house always being perfectly clean. What are you willing to give up in exchange for your business moving in the direction that you want it to? For me, when I was uh, side hustling, I had a, like a 40 minute to an hour uh, train commute twice a day. And man, like some days, all I wanted to do at the end of a long day of work, working for someone else, was hop on the train, put on some headphones, and uh, watch some TV or listen to some music or listen to an audiobook. And sometimes I did, but 90% of the time, I I opened that friggin' laptop and I got to work because I was giving up that relaxing time uh, that everyone around me, literally, it felt like everyone was doing on the train. I gave up that relaxing time, that unwinding time to like work on my business because I knew that one day I wanted to take it full time. And so I think it's just a matter of like, we talk about opportunity cost a lot on the show. It's opportunity cost. Like what are you willing to give up even maybe temporarily uh, and that could be giving up money in the form of hiring and outsourcing, or it could be giving up something else like leisure time or a clean house in order to move your business forward. Yeah, I, I, I want to clarify too, just just so some people aren't thinking. Um, like, if you enjoy doing certain things, even though they're not revenue producing, like do those things. Don't yeah, I don't yeah. mean outsource. Like, for example, a really really simple example. I love spending time with my wife. Now, does that, is that revenue producing? No, but I'm not going to outsource that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. And so, like, or if you spend time with your kids, like, or, or in the, in the, in the uh, example of washing your car, if that's something you actually enjoy, then do it. You know, like, I enjoy, I actually, 
believe it or not, I enjoy washing the dishes because it's very therapeutic. It, I don't have to. I don't have to think. It's just a matter of doing something. Um, so I don't outsource that part. Uh, so that's something I do every day. So I just want to be very clear about that. That you know, if you enjoy doing something, then do it. Yeah. Otherwise, 100%. then I I would I would either outsource it or or minimize it, just like you said, or completely eliminate it um, from from your from your life. So. Yeah, and I and I think there are some things that don't necessarily need to get done. You know, like Preston says, there's there are some things that we just do. But we don't really think if we should be or not doing them. Yeah. 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 And things you buy and things you do. And it's just like sometimes we just do it on autopilot because society tells us we should or because our parents did or because our family expects it or whatever. Like the more you can challenge, I love Chris Guillebeau's book, The Art of Nonconformity. He talks all about like the more you can challenge these assumptions that you have of your life, the, the happier you will be because you'll be you'll build your life the way you want it to be instead of having it built for you. Um, and I think too, like to pivot a little bit away from this part of the conversation that I think has been great, um, you asked earlier on about accountability. And I for me, that's that's been a major uh, influencer for me in getting stuff done. Like I love to let a few people who I care about and who care about me know what I'm working on so that they can check in with me so that I feel like someone's going to ask me about it. You know, uh, if you work completely in a silo, uh, then yeah, it can be really easy just to not work on something or, or not make progress on something because no one but you will know and no one will really care and it doesn't really matter. Um, I don't know if Clay, if you've, I, I know you've done like a lot of mastermind groups and um, you've had like coaches. What have you found is the best way to build accountability into your day-to-day tasks so that you stay motivated to, to make progress? Um, yeah, so that, that's actually something I've struggled with because I am, uh, <laughs> so something personal about me, I don't have a ton of friends. Like I have a lot of acquaintances, I guess, I guess you can say. Um, and so, uh, where, I, and the reason is because entrepreneurship is, is it's lonely, right? Like it it's, is It's because you have nothing to talk about when you go to like right, <laughs> neighborhood like mixers, I, right? It's like, <laughs> what do you do? Uh, I'm in marketing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what I say. That's totally that's what, what I say. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it, I don't want to go through whole, like explaining everything, you yeah. know? And like, and then they're just like. I don't get it. Like they they just straight up don't get it. So I, I can't I don't have a huge friend circle. And so I I something I have learned for me is I get that motivation and accountability um from going to masterminds. And and I probably go to one every quarter. Um I and I travel wherever I need to go. Um and and you could totally do this locally. I just have trouble finding uh, finding the right people to to do this with because quite honestly, if you're going to do a mastermind, you need to be the most, un- again, this goes to uncomfortable, you need to be the most uncomfortable person in the room. You do not need to be the person on top um, who's like, quote unquote, the best person there or the most successful person there. Um, and so that that's that's how I do it. Like some people like to have accountability partners um, but you got to be careful there because again, you don't want to be the person that's, uh, quote unquote, more successful than the, than your partner. Um, because otherwise it's not going to help you. It helps the other person for sure. 
um, but it's not going to help you. Um, so that that's the way I've done it. I, it's not the perfect system, but that's what works for me. Everybody has their own flow with that. And so I'm sure, Preston, you have a different system to get accountability and... Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. my secret is I start podcasts with people that I want as accountability partners. So. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and, and if you think I'm kidding, you should look back at my track record of uh, of podcast co-hosts. Clay, you co-host this one with me. I had yeah. one all about side hustles before with my friends uh, Ian Paget and Ryan Robinson, who are rock stars in their own fields. Uh, I did one with my buddy uh, Andy, who left his job to start freelancing. That was back when I was still working full time, and I was like, I want to leave my job, and so I <laughs> got him on a podcast call every week, and we talked about it. Um, but, but like honestly, you know, you know, you have to go quite that far. But I, I am, I don't do a ton of traveling. Uh, a lot for you know financial reasons and being home. Uh, you know, I'm a little more tied to home maybe than yeah, kids Clay, you too. are. Yeah, I've got three kids. Like that's See, it's that maybe might all change ex- for me here. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's maybe all excuses, you know what I'm saying? But like um also like I, I'm very, very deliberate about connecting with people online who I feel like I can learn from and and who can keep me accountable, you know? Like Clay, you and I will have offline conversations, not on the podcast all the time about how our businesses are doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have those same conversations with other friends as well who are who are entrepreneurs because yeah I don't have a lot of entrepreneur friends in real life most of the people I'm friends with or who provide accountability for me I haven't met them in real life and so yeah, you and I have not uh, met yet yeah yeah we've never met <laughs> I hope to someday you know um but yeah so so I think there's different ways around it but for me like it's not a question if accountability is is a positive motivator uh it's just like how how do you get it into your system you know even just like even announcing like on Facebook to your friends or whatever, Mateo, you could just say like I'm starting an online store, which I know is not what you're doing, but a buddy of mine recently did that. He's like, I'm starting this online store. Just wanted to tell everyone <laughs> so that then people ask him about it and he feels accountable. Anyway, I'm rambling, Mateo. What are you hearing over there, man? Um, I'm you know having a, a personal brainstorming, thinking a lot. Um, you know, I probably think one of one of the issues that you face is my issue as well. Luckily, for example, it's very hard for me to find people that are actually on the same page. Yeah. You know, because for example, someone hired me to do some LinkedIn uh, LinkedIn consulting and teach their company last week, probably a couple of weeks ago. You know, the, the consulting ended, you know, the guys were in zero. I was like, man, this information is like 100 years. Uh, over what's uh, in locally, so yeah, definitely <laughs> they didn't get a thing, and I was very disappointed. But that's probably my same issue when trying to find accountability partners locally. You know, people are, you know, in different things. I usually learn the most from social media and you know, podcasts, YouTube. So I, I learn from people who are, you know, in in other areas, in other aspects. But it's very difficult to find them like that. What I'm thinking also is, you know, it's probably my current situation. It it will sound a bit, uh, you know, that I'm too full of myself, but I'm doing very well right now financially with this client. At least uh, the money conversion to pesos is very, uh, it's very good for me. Yeah. So I was able to get a mortgage. So I was able to. I have a a brand new car, things like that. So I'm I'm like okay, I'll do it later, you know. And you know this is yeah. I, deep inside of me. I'm like I need to do it because you know these clients are are so, at some point. Gonna let me go. Well, that not, that's not that I don't have any issues with them right now. But you know, it's just an assumption that that you cannot 
rely on well, one customer. Or forever. you know what? Maybe maybe they're gonna keep you hired forever. I mean, sometimes that's what some people call the golden handcuffs, right? Like, uh, it's so nice to be gainfully employed and have a paycheck and have a mortgage and like all the things that come with it. Uh, that you just eventually just decide that that's what you want to do. Your handcuffs are golden, right? So like they're nice, and you just that's you just eventually like give yourself to that instead of fighting against it. And so I think, yeah, there's there's both of those risks. Either they one day don't need you uh, anymore and they let you go and your whole business is tied up in that one client or they keep you on forever and it holds you back from building something potentially bigger or more fun or that gives you more free time with your family or whatever that vision is that you have for what your business looks like. Uh, I, think, I think it's risky either way. Yeah, definitely so. Uh, like you say, freedom, retirement, some things aren't yeah. uh, here right now where, you know, this delayed ratification mindset is what I think uh, I got in here from this conversation. Like I need to, you know, just get going. It, even if I don't get uh, money right now, even, and I also think I'm very perfectionist. Like I always, especially with uh, my little kids, I always try to find the right moment to get into, you know, the business thing. But you know, like you said about your about your training experience, I just need to you know get going and you know do whatever thing I can today, even if it's just twenty minutes. But you know, it's moving towards that instead of just waiting. Yeah. For the perfect moment. Yeah, I think if you wait around too long, you'll end up just waiting your whole life, and it'll never really come to fruition. If if I can offer some other advice too, and Clay, you tell me if you're hearing the same thing I am, but I, I say this out of uh, out of love and concern and like because I want you to be able to grow, Mateo, it seems to me in my limited just obviously I don't know you all that well, but we've, you know, we've been talking now for 40 minutes. It seems like uh you're kind of in terms of the services you offer, it feels very scattered. You feel like very all over the place to me. And I think that's going to be hard to get any traction or momentum. It like it feels like one moment you're like giving a LinkedIn training, and another moment you're working for a client, and another moment you're writing articles, and another moment you're like you have all these things that are generating revenue, yes, but like, but are you you know are you scaling any one particular part, or are you kind of surface level? Are you surface level really wide, but but not very deep on any one particular thing? Uh, well, so. You know, that's kind of the feeling I've gotten recently because, um, you know, I'm, I'm not an expert in any area. You know, the, for, the fact that I started as a virtual assistant, so I was a social, <clears throat> sorry, a social media virtual assistant, marketing virtual mm. assistant. So I started learning a bit of everything. You know, I know SEO, web design. I don't know. I'm, you know, a jack of all trades basically. But uh, right now, I think I have, Several ideas. It's just it's just that thing deciding, you know, just one, and embracing it uh, with all its limitations, knowing that you know, I'm not gonna sell that service or idea to the whole world, but that you know, I can still grow, and that I can still you know, yeah, create a profitable business. And, and you'll probably grow faster. Honestly, you'll you'll become known as the guy who offers you know whatever it is you decide to focus on. And it's not to say you can't use those other skills later on because. Um, you know, like Clay would probably agree. Like we use, we're kind of jack of all trades people as well. We have obviously our specialties, but as an entrepreneur, you have to be able to do a bunch of different things all at once. And so I still use a variety of skills every day. 
uh, you know, to actually run my business. But you know, we only offer certain services. I don't offer all of those services to people because I'm not the business. Like this is again the separation between self-employment and running a business. Uh, you as a person might have all these skills, but you as a business doesn't have to necessarily offer all those skills to your clients. You know what I mean? Yes, definitely. And not all of them, not all of them are scalable. For example, yeah. the consulting thing was for a local client, so of course, uh, you know, per- people in Mexico pay less. But those, um, it was just two hours of consulting, probably at twenty five dollars per hour. But those were the most painful twenty five dollars in, in my life because. You know, I have to meet with the owner, then with their their marketing managers, and then do the actual planning, and then do the consulting. So it was like yeah. ten hours for fifty bucks. Yeah, so definitely not yeah. repeating that again. But yeah, no, that's I'm yeah, that's the kind through. of thing you got to cut out. You know, even 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 in my idea, even in my idea, I'm not a hundred percent sure or where to start growing my business because there are yeah, like, I feel like you, products, you're missing. You know. Uh-huh. You're like missing a product. You don't have a product. You don't. Um, know what my issue. I think I have like three or four ideas that it could be good, but you know, I get you know caught up in just okay, this would be good, and I just keep two. Uh, I take two steps into that direction. But no, this one is better, or probably is cool as well. Two steps there, and you know, I'm I'm going nowhere. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, I I, I think that's a couple things where uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to sum it up by saying. You have to be really good at math. And, and I think like this is, and let me just tell you, I, every single successful person, when I, when I say successful, I'm talking about billionaires. Um, there were two billionaires in the mastermind that I attended this last weekend, uh, but even multimillionaires. There's one thing they all have in common, and it is they're all really good at math. And here's what I mean by that. Um, one, like if you're trying to spread, like you're doing a lot of different things, like so you're trying to, you do this one thing and then you kind of lose your attention span and then you move over to this other thing. It's all about knowing, uh, one, like, okay, where should you spend your time? Okay, uh, is it profitable, right? Like two, I would choose the thing that is the most profitable, one. But two, you have to know, you have to know what your limits are. I don't know. Every time I ask a business owner or a freelancer um, what their limits are, they don't know. And here's here's what I mean by a limit. Like with your current capacity, whether it's you by yourself or if you have employees, how much business can your team or you take on without adding on any more expenses? And to me, that's that's the math, right? And and you just need to know that. Like, that's the difference between growth and scale. A lot of people don't know the difference between those two things. Growth is you're adding on you're adding on products or services, but at the same profit margin. Scale is you're adding on uh, revenue, right? You're adding on revenue without adding on expenses, and your profit margins are going much bigger. Um, so you just need to know the math behind that. Like if you know the difference between growth and scale and you know what products and services are, are most profitable to you and you know what your limits are, that will help you decide what you should be focusing on. Awesome. Thank you. 
I don't know if you're lost. I don't know if I lost. Valuable lesson, definitely. <laughs> yes, well, I'm yes, afraid yes. We're, we're getting... Go ahead, Mateo. No, no, no. Go ahead, yourself. Well, I'm afraid we're getting close to the end of our time here. Uh, I think this has been a great conversation. I know a lot of us struggle with like motivation, accountability, um, just moving our businesses forward. It can be really easy to get stuck in just what we're working on now. And, and maybe uh, it's helpful to, to take a step back, look at what we're working on. And even people who are really far along in their businesses, like I know, I feel like Clay and I are well into our businesses and, and we do this all the time where we're like, huh, I, maybe we don't need to be doing that. So Mateo, thank you so much for, for uh, helping us take a pause today and listeners take a pause today and maybe think through like, what am I doing that I don't need to be doing? And uh, how can I get more motivated through accountability? It's been a pleasure chatting with you. Clay, thanks so much for being here. Uh, any final words, you guys? Um, just, uh, you know, Preston, Clay, thank you so much for your time. And um, I leave this conversation with a lot of insights, which I think is better than advice. It's, you know, mm-hmm. things I'm going to develop and, you know, take into action. Good deal. Yeah, I would say um, if, we, if I if I could sum up this this podcast in a very, very short way, I would say just uh, keep track of your time, where you spend your time and know, know the math, <laughs> know the math. Yeah. And like, yeah, like not only keep track of it, but give up, give up stuff that just is wasting your time. Mm hmm. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thanks for the conversation today. Uh, we will catch you next time. Thanks a lot, Mateo. Thank you, guys. It's produced by the team at Millo. Visit millo.co to level up your freelancing. And Dripify, visit getdripify.com to become a bad A in business. Freelance to Founder is also part of The Podglomerate. You can check out more amazing podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music for this show was produced by Joaquin Carud. You can catch past episodes at FreelanceToFounder.com or by searching Freelance to Founder in your favorite podcast player. While you're at it, we'd love an honest review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's all for now. Until next time. See ya.